Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The hog wild theme from Crash Bandicoot is holding on. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 11th of the 11th night. Oh, bastard, so close. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project is still number one in the UK box office. All the kiddies are playing Gran Turismo 2. I think it's Gran Auto. I hate when that happens. Yeah. When you play Gran Turismo and you can't rob any cars. It's not on there. And I'm apologising in advance because I know people that know the song. This will play throughout the entire review. Five, keep on moving. Oh, top of the charts. Get on up when you're down, baby. Take a good look around. I know it's not much, but it's okay. Keep on moving on anyway. Thanks, lads. <laughs> yeah, if it was in your head before, it is now. And somewhere in the world, in the US of A, where Justin Henry lives, there was a little show called WWF Smackdown. Run coincidentally by the company WWF. Mm-hmm. But what happened on that show? Is the show still on? Does Arnold Schwarzenegger make an appearance? The answers to all these can only be found at the Colorholic classic Smackdown review. Joined by myself, Mafu, with his wonderful cohort, Tom Campbell. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, as you are hearing this through your ears. Um, what does Christmas Eve look like in the Matthew Gregg household? The same as <laughs> You look horrified as I, I said that. that question got you threw me off. In my household... Like, what do you normally do on Christmas Eve? Is, it, is oh, there like go something... To, you... Go back, say up to Bish, probably not up. Go left to Bish. Uh... <laughs> Go see my friends in town, get myself settled for Christmas Day, my parents, and have a jolly good rollock of the top end of bitch. Okay. AKA the only place where there's any sign of life at Ghost Town. <laughs> God bless. But everyone finds a way to make their way up to Christmas Eve and say hello to one another. And I, I thoroughly enjoy that. What about yourself, Tom? What does uh, Christmas Eve look like for you? Uh, as time of recording, I am currently back home. Uh, in the West Midlands uh, with my mum, my dad, and my cat. Um, We have a cat, myself and the good lady, this year. And it wasn't until a few days after we we got Pablo that we went, actually, what are we going to do for Christmas? (laughs) Because Alex's mum is allergic to cats. So all being well, at the time you're hearing this, Pablo has settled in nicely at my mum and dad's house for for the next week. Uh, And he said, we've survived a train journey back together. (laughs) 
Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting set for Christmas Eve now. We've probably had uh, a little bit of the bubbly yeah. uh, with the with the Campbells, and then uh, and then Christmas descends tomorrow, and then it's all over by the shouting. That's right. Might hopefully start my Christmas shopping by this point as well. It, it, oh God, Tom. Oh mate, I've just not had time. There's too many things getting in my way. Sleeping, eating, too many things distracting me. <laughs> The, the 15 shows a day you put out for Cultaholics. 15 shows a day I've been doing for Cultaholics. But, uh, hey, but hey, from tomorrow, if you're listening to the podcast, obviously the news podcast is now finished for the year. Thank you very much. But from tomorrow, uh, you'll be able to enjoy some really crap wrestling with myself, Matthew, and Justin Henry from Off of America as we kick off day one of Cultaholics 12 Duds of Christmas. Yay. Uh, some watch-alongs for your entertainment will drop in your podcast feed around about this time tomorrow. You're That's welcome. right. If you enjoy three men absolutely dicking it <laughs> at the expense of somebody else's cash, <laughs> woohoo, do we have a show for you? You're in the right place. But that's for tomorrow's ears. What are today's ears bringing us, sir? Today's ears brings up the SmackDown before Survivor Series 1999. Oh. So DX start off the show. Before we in get the into ring. that, Talk. before we get into that, big story this week. From Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer. I forgot you did this bit. I'm sorry, Tom. Only one story that I'm going to bring up from this week's Wrestling Observer. Steve Austin is knackered. They know, but they ain't telling anybody. <laughs> Steve Austin is in no fit shape to compete is at this Survivor news, Series. This is not news to us, <laughs> but they have at no point on the program told you outright that Steve Austin is unable to wrestle mm-hmm. at Survivor Series. He has not been doc- been given doctor's clearance to compete at Survivor Series on Sunday. This is a factoid that they have alluded, uh, not even alluded to. There's a factoid that they have completely been remiss in telling us. Yeah. And we are listening, we are watching a program from the Thursday before. And I wonder if at any point during the show, maybe they might fix that. They might offer some kind of alternative if Steve Austin's not going to be there. Or will they just go ahead regardless uh, because pay-per-view money is important in 1999? Let's find out together. I don't... Tom, you have little faith. I know, I know. What a what a mean-spirited Scrooge slash Grinch I am to assume that WWE will take the money as opposed to uh, being honest with their fans. I mean... Tom, it's not their fault that they've only just realised what the paying audience has realised, that Austin has all the mobility of Hank Hill's dad. <laughs> God bless him. But let their mind that distract you from the fact that DX starts the show in the ring talking. And we hope you like that formula for starting a show, Tom. <laughs> it's the next 10 years. <laughs> we are reminded that the triple threat match this Sunday, that is definitely happening. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> Rock versus Austin versus Triple H with guest referee Vince McMahon, which mm-hmm. I didn't remember until Steve now. Steve Austin is challenging for the WWF Championship on Sunday. Of course I'm he sure is. Sure, it's going to be fine. Of course he is. Also, Arnold Schwarzenegger is here. So that's one of the questions answered. Yeah. <laughs> it take long, did it? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, DX start recapping Monday Night Raw, and they talk about them doing something with Stephanie McMahon, but they're not quite explicit on it. But it's not that one. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Something else happens with Steph. No, but the, what they're implicit about is actually pretty grim. Yeah. <laughs> pretty grim. So, Therese clarifies things, so in case you didn't see Raw, and goes on Raw, DX has won top of the world, dot, 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 which wasn't the only thing we were on top of. 
Uh-huh. And then we get a video of apparently DX trying to... I'm trying not to use a word, a very strong word. Let's say sexual assault. Yes. Stephanie McMahon, but you only see her legs and a skirt and a... Yeah. Causing the McMahons and Test, yeah, that'll help, to go run and save her. Road Dog has the red skirt that was seen on that little video. Xbox says it may need to be checked for DNA to a Jesus Christ, what are you guys talking about, Pop, from the crowd? I mean, this can't be understated. Like, all the lulls of sexual assault to kick off SmackDown this week, which is right. basically what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, right now, where DX... Very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's completely uncomfortable. Yeah. Very right. It's DX right now are the cool bad guys because they have the giant green and black jerseys. Everyone in the crowd thinks it's 98, despite Triple H being head bad guy. Bless you. So it's a weird mix. Of, that was a sneeze. What do you buy? Call the holic at no extra cost. <laughs> so Triple H is a bad guy. Xbox is a dick. The only outlaws though are still really liked. So they're all like, "Yeah, you gotta <laughs> get her done." And it's like, eh. thankfully, Triple H clarifies that wasn't really Stephanie McMahon. It was some art student. He then adds, who got the thrill of her life getting with Mr. Ass. <laughs> and all due respect to Arnie, but that point of screen was acting. <laughs> and then <laughs> Assman chimes in, that wasn't acting. He may have punctured her lung. Jesus. <sighs> this is this Triple H is... tries to bring it back to the Do you know being... what's funny? Okay, yeah, go what's on. funny is that, <laughs> that this is actually the least tone deaf thing on this show. <laughs> Isn't that horrifying? Yes. This is actually the least tone-deaf part of this yeah. week's SmackDown. The reason why this isn't the SmackDown bit you remember from this week... <laughs> oh, something bigger happens later. Oh, just you wait. Oh, man. Trace tries to bring it all back to being how he's capable enough to retain a Survivor Series. <laughs> but he ends that Steph could be disrobed any time they want. Oh. And it's like, yeah, we know you're trying to get under the skin of Vince McMahon, but there's a lot of, like... Yay. <laughs> I don't, I'm not watching WWF to be really thinking too much. I see the guys I like saying stuff and I cheer. <laughs> Be it, yeah. you know, sexual assault, vote Republican, whatever. <laughs> so it's all very uncomfortable, isn't it? It is. It is. A, it's. See, what's, what's bad is I... Just really bad. I don't remember being that shocked by it. Isn't that terrible? That I remember watching this and, and not feeling as sick and horrified as I do today. Like, how ingrained was it that that sort of thing was just, oh, boo, you baddies. It's horrible. It's horrible. When you think about it, it's like, I can't believe the gang of rebels that tell people to suck it every three seconds. I like, oh, yeah, that's actually very believable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, Vinnie Mac is here and he's not happy for some reason. Um, he says that he can fire all of the X whenever he likes. However, That'd be too easy. So tonight, in that very ring, and even in 99, the crowd pops for that line because they know stuff's about to go it's down. It's a bit of a lost Vince catchphrase, isn't it? Yeah. In that very ring or in this very ring. Tonight. Pause. In ring. that very ring. Another Survivor Series-style main event, like we saw last week, and we'll see this Sunday, but with Kane. Yay! Rock. Yay! Test. Huh? And special guest enforcer, not wrestling star main eventer, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> this is, again, they know he can't wrestle. So let's make him an enforcer in this match. 
Yeah. Hmm. And then Triple H probably doesn't realise or remember that Vince McMahon is the guest referee at Survivor Series. So he gets the last word by saying, was Stephanie McMahon smiling because Test is bad in the sack or because she knows what DX, quote, could do to her? This is too much for Test, who runs in and gets beat up and bloodied <laughs> because he's Test, and he could lose a game of hook-a-duck. <laughs> he's pulled off, so to speak, by Vincent Mann and dragged backstage. Test looked like a goober here. Like, there's, there's several schools of thought, okay, Test is gonna like Stephanie's gonna be insulted by another man. So Test is obviously gonna, in the style of Peter Cetera from Chicago, um, fight for nice. your honor, be the hero you're dreaming of. Um, but he gets battered, and then he has to get saved by his soon-to-be father-in-law. Yeah. Like no one came out to help him. Like he's got three teammates later: his future brother-in-law, Kane, and The Rock. Steve Austin's there as well. They've all got issue with DX. No one came to help him. He just got battered and dragged out of the ring. He looked like a goober. So in the style of Chicago, test running four on one on what group? He had it coming. <laughs> he had it coming. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so test gets a proper bloody nose here as well, doesn't he? He does a proper bloody nose. But never mind that. Tonight, live funeral footage. Oh my. Big show buries his dad. When Sounds I've... like a clickbait title, but it's, it's not. absolutely not. When uh, I started watching this and then when we saw the outside shot of the cemetery, it all dawned on me what episode this truly was. That, and... I had that reaction like, oh, it's Oma Varney. I'm like, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so... I don't was, I'm... <laughs> Equal measure excited and horrified. Yeah. I get very excitable watching this because I'm like, Tom, Tom. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> I'm at that little dog for the loot Oh, George, 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 George. <laughs> anyway, never mind that. Kurt Angle, humble bragging about how damn good he is and being a proper <laughs> athlete, not like them wrestlers. And he'll be making his long-awaited debut at Survivor Series. His opponent doesn't get mentioned, and why would it? No, it's not important. <laughs> but it is Mr. Meat himself, Sean Stasiak. Yeah, actually, I do remember at, at Survivor Series, they give Sean Stasiak a bit of credos when he makes his way out to the ring because they show footage of Stan the Man Stasiak, like the guy behind the heart punch. What a great like, way. They, yeah, they, they try and put Stasiak over. It's like, oh, here's a guy. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, all the kids are talking about Stan Stasiak. <laughs> yeah, what a weird trivia note for like ever. Like Sean Stasiak has become. I'm the guy that had the first match in, on WWF television against Kurt Angle. Yeah, that is a proper trivia note. That is. I'm the guy that got fired not long afterwards for recording conversations with other wrestlers. <laughs> That's a weird. With Steve Blackman and Bulldog in a car. <laughs> got fired. Got hired by the the last guy to get hired by WCW from WWF. So well, well done. No, wait, I want to ticket the Titanic after all. <laughs> and then they hired him again just to mess with them. But, all but then, but then, do you know what? I, we can't, we won't be able to talk about it because it happens on Raw. So I'll have to wait for a couple of years to talk about it with Justin. But Damn it. The, the Planet Stasiak stuff in 2000. <laughs> great, wasn't it? It's great. That was a guy making chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? Yeah, it yeah. really was. <laughs> Love Planet Stasiak. The best one I remember that was he ran. Uh, Rock's talking. He's like, tonight, The Rock is going to, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock. And Sean Stasiak tries a sneak attack by running directly at him. And I think Rock doesn't even move. He's like, ah! He keeps on running and hits a wall. <laughs> Rock looks at him and continues his process. Doesn't even skip a beat. Doesn't even skip ah! a beat. 
That may happen on SmackDown, actually. So Vinnie Mac and the Stooges are waiting for him. Uh, probably had to go pick up a Toberman doll. <laughs> hey. hey! I love how he's like, I can't wait to see SmackDown. Let's get the show started. Mate, we started half an hour ago. And it's like... You're like, going to tell Arnie that. When you think about it, right. <laughs> what an episode to bring Arnie in on. You've advertised that <laughs> yeah, Arnie's right. going to be on SmackDown in an attempt to like bring new eyes to the WWF. That's why Arnie's here, to promote SmackDown to legitimize WWF a little bit. Well, and also because he wants to plug End of Days. Yeah, exactly. But there's but there's an intrigue in seeing Arnie in right. the WWF ring because obviously news writers are going to talk about him. People are going to check out SmackDown. Oh, what's this? What's this? Rest- hey, I haven't watched wrestling in years. Ah, we assaulted a woman. Here's me, here's me, here's me at, at this guy's funeral. Like, this is the worst show you could have brought him on. It just makes wrestling look awful. Yeah. Arnie shoots people that do what the X do in the head. Exactly. In his films. <laughs> and he's there smiling. I cannot wait to watch SmackDown. Yeah. Started, mate. He shows up late and they're like, oh, I thought you were the running man. <laughs> Edge with Christian takes on Hardcore Holly. And Crash Holly immediately makes this a great smackdown by accidentally hitting Hark Holly with the scales during the entrance, <laughs> like the Three Stooges. <laughs> and we get the announcement. <laughs> you nitwit. We're getting the announcement that it is the Hollies and Too Cool versus Edge and Christian and Hardys in a match that makes sense. The Survivor Series with the feuds we've been having. Do the, head, but... do the headbangers have not been involved? Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Because the headbangers got amongst it. They realised that week. that no, there's there's only four people on one team. Fair enough. So they went, you know what? Let's bump them for the hardest. It yeah. was the right decision. They could have had ENC and headbangers. No, but, I they... Think, but they keep on going on about as you'll notice in the commentary here. Oh, Edgy Christian, that great ladder match they had, and then a move happened. Of course, like remember that great ladder match. Yeah. So I think it's like you know keep the residual heat going whilst they're also pushing too cool. There's a lot of yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And Hardcore dumps Edge Sungun style on the top rope. And then a mysterious orange stain on the mat appears. Zack Ryder, tan bed style. <laughs> and it stays there the rest of the night and we won't mention it ever again. <laughs> Holly hits all the favorites, the suplex, the drop kick, and of course, the flying nothing off the top rope. <laughs> Crush ties to interfere, but Edge is too cool. Oh, not stupid, guys. Balanta superplex on Holly and gets rolled up by Hardcore to win. To the point where even where Holly's music is playing, Michael Cole hasn't twigged this. He's going, Edge has just won the match. Here is your winner, Hardcore Holly. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you meant to be the guy telling me what's happening. They tried to play it like both men's shoulders were up. I don't know why. It looked to me like Edge was getting pinned. And Hardcore Holly was just pointing at head too clever. <laughs> um, Jerry Lawler says during this match... Uh, um, if Hardcore loses this, Crash will be on him like white on rice. It's Y on rice, isn't it? Uh, y on oh, rice. Oh, r- rye on what? I thought he said oh, what's white the on rice. That, that's what Americans say. I didn't. I just didn't understand it. Yeah, oh, no, that's a very American. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, but no, that Americans enough, do say enough. that. I just didn't understand it. To all the Americans listening to this, let's send us a tweet about what the hell Y on rice is. That'd be great because we do hear it. Like... Please do. I mean, it's Christmas Eve and I'm probably drunk. So I won't reply, or I'll reply with several long tweets about how much I love you. So one or the other. Oh, that's nice that you preface oh, this. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a happy drunk. Where's that love and adulation I wanted from you, Tom? <laughs> oh. Son of a bitch, you ruined Christmas. Tweet, tweet, <laughs> tweet me Tuesday. Yeah, hashtag. <laughs> so that's why on rice? Why? Here's rice. Why? Oh, Christ. <laughs> Arnie is here to a 
enormous pop. Yeah. And the Stooges love him so much, they, sh- they push him for the Vince to be the first one to shake his hand. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, let's start SmackDown. Is we starting, mate? He's like, yeah, sure. You're right. You missed the first bit. Probably for the best. <laughs> what did I miss? Well. <laughs> but on a sad note, Tom. Oh, God. This gear no, change. Yeah. God damn it. Big, big, you can hear the, the, smack, <laughs> the SmackDown car going. You can hear Jerry Lawler creaking. <laughs> <laughs> Big Show's dad funeral is coming up. It's very sad, folks. It's very sad. You can see the despair in his eyes. His, his long lost dad said, "That's coming up soon." Not even a second. Jeez. To separate the two bits. There is no separation. Give you the idea that Godfather's like, hey, who would... T- oh, oh, God, Big... <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, sorry about, about your dad, that. Big Show. Is there any perps on Right. Absolutely tone deaf, as always. Make sure you have your seatbelt on, folks, because this show will give you whiplash. Oh, great. When it's just... And at Survivor Series, it will be Godfather and D'Lo and their headbangers versus yeah. Acolytes and Dudleys. Why? I've just typed here. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. The Dudleys certainly were keen to fight because they legged it down to the ring. Right, but that's very quick. I There's been a lot of mixing up here. I think we'll, we can fantasy book Survivor Series 99 when we come to that yeah. long show. I believe this is also the last time that we see D'Lo Brown in this particular attire for a little while. You're right. You may be mm-hmm. right there. Let's find out. But in a sad sight, Godfather does his whole shtick. Crowd loves it. And then D'Lo makes his entrance, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's D'Lo. It's ha- so... What's happened? Why has his star fallen so quickly? Well, I think we know why. Yeah, but but, but yeah, I, it's a, but to the casual crowd, surely that's not the reason why. Unless I, right. everybody feels awkward cheering him now. Is that what it is? Uh, right now, he was going for a, a confidence crisis. But Understandably also on TV, so. Oh, of course, Tom. But also on TV... It's a Survivor Series season. Hmm. He's not in a feud, so he's just another number. There's lots of numbers right now. So yeah. it's it's almost like he's a victim of the the autumn booking that WWE still insists on doing to ruin every push every year. They really do, don't they? They really yeah. just sort of go, right, we've got to stop everything we're doing because we need some team warfare. Yeah. No more present than it was this year with the with the fact that suddenly all these people that hate each other are now fighting for the supremacy of their own TV show. Right. And like the fact that war games you had, I mean, Rhea Ripley did her best to sort of justify why she was teaming with people that she fought with the night before. Right. Uh, but still, it was very difficult to, to truly buy. Right. Which and is a shame. You'd think that right now, if you're, if you're having a watcher of the show, and again, enough tweets suggest that there are more than three of you. Well done. The, the feuds going up to this would be Mark Henry and possibly Viscera and Godfather and Dilo was. The purveyor of whores. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Battle of the Ho Fighters. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ho alone. Because tis the season. <laughs> da, 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 da. Kevin, what did you do with my hose? <laughs> did you know the ho at the start of the film that comes to the house, the cop <laughs> outfit, is actually one of the hoes later on that tries to burgle the place? <laughs> By the way, I like, topic, the amount of people I, I see go, I didn't know that. I'm going, are you kidding me? That's, that's the whole plot. It's Joe Pesci. How can you not know who he is? That's the plot. He's dressed as a policeman. <laughs> Even just the thing where he smiles with the gold yeah, tooth. Thank, thank you, Tom. But I still get people, grown grown people with kids What's the and point? mortgages it's... going, that's Joe Pesci. 
He's in the film. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's the. Well, otherwise, what is what is the point of that bit? Because the exposition of the fact that they're a crazy family, like, that's plenty. We watched uh, Home Alone the other night, me and the good lady, and like the amount of, I think, away from the whole thing of Jesus Christ, this house would kill them. Away from that, like the amount of plot holes riddled in it, like getting through airport customs. Like the way I know they were oh, in a rush, well, you know, in the early nineties. Apparently, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Are you going? Where are you going now? Anyway, like. <laughs> just, just how many of you are there? Oh, there's about nine. All right, come on in. You come. <laughs> Do you want to count? That's no, fine. It's fine. That's always wacky travel films. Like, oh no, I got on the wrong plane and I'm going to uh, Nigeria. You know, it's like apparently it was really easy to do that back in the day. And you look at these now and go. How? Now they ex- they explained away the fact that why he didn't just call the police as soon as he thought there were, um, there were robbers because because the, the phone lines come down at the start of the film. So because Alex said, why didn't he just call the police and say I'm home alone? Oh, I thought you were going to say because the the police were taking the kid away from the parents. No, no, it's because no. Well, this is because we'll get back to Batman in a bit. Shut up. <laughs> Who cares what's it's Christmas Eve? Home. Shut up. Yeah. Calm down. Don't act like you're not watching Home Alone. Exactly right. Cultaholic classic Home Alone review. Um. <laughs> We're thoroughly analyzed Home Alone. <laughs> there's a bit, there's like Alex says, my good lady Alex, she says, why does he not just call the police when he realizes there's potentially some robbers in the in the neighborhood? And is it because you've got to bear in mind that Kevin McAllister thinks he's made his family disappear? He doesn't yep. know they've gone. He doesn't gone. They've gone on a holiday without me. He he thinks because he made a wish. He wished for yeah. them to disappear. So he thinks he's wished them gone. Yeah. So that's why. Like so, he's reluctant to get the police involved initially, but then. Like nine tenths into the film, where he's where they're walking through like the, the traps and all that stuff. Part of the trap is he calls the police, then flies to the the uh, the, the, tree the, the tree house. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're fine calling the police now. <laughs> Why couldn't you go before? A different da. Intriguing. Yeah. That's interesting. Also, because he's like eight years old. Mm. You know, Richie, yeah. Richie, Rich was the smart. Macaulay Culkin, because he what like something about vegetables and doing heat or whatever. He was a billionaire. Mm. It wasn't Shakespearean, I've got to admit, Tom. And also, like, there's the bit where she's where she's desperately trying to get flights out of the city, and uh, yes, and like they're laughing, like and her and the husband are like, "Hey, I'll see you soon." Oh, they're laughing, like, like your kids alone, like. Have a little bit of gravity in this situation. The, the uncle in the plane who's like, hey, you think that's bad? I, I lost my favourite nose clippers. Like, come on, lad! There's a child on his own in a house! Where's your gravity? But there's a there's also a point where... <laughs> I love Tom she, Tom. Oh, There's also a point where she tries to buy a woman's plane ticket off her for earrings. Do you remember that? She goes, I'll give my earrings. To show how desperate she is. Yeah, I know. But, like, surely, you, surely tickets aren't transferable like that. Because they, they have your name on and your passport details. Unless, oh, in the 90s, yes. Unless they're domestic. No, no, you know, even domestic flights. Like, I've even taken domestic flights where, like, if I put Thomas Campbell instead of Tom Campbell, like, they have to go, we have to print you a new ticket. Right. I've this even is, had domestic is, flights. What like year that. was this? 2015. There you go. <laughs> Answer your question. Yeah. And what, you couldn't sell that? That person, your earrings to get the name changed. I, I tried the ones. <laughs> I said, I said, I'll give my earrings. Please go on holiday with my missus. <laughs> that, I'm that kidding, Alex. I love you. Bah, 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 bah. Bah. Okay, last last thought on Home Alone. Okay, for now. Because I know that'll be all the tweets about the show anyway. Because of Arnie. If you paid for a strict podcast about the review of SmackDown, absolutely well within your rights to kick off. Because we don't talk about SmackDown. This is free. You don't pay for this. Somewhere in my memory, 
Start whinging about free shit. <laughs> I do like, 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 Tom Campbell is truly a forest fire. <laughs> you can't put Once him out. Starts. Yeah, you just have to wait for him to burn out because there's nothing. No right. amount of elephant tranquilizers can stop them. <laughs> my last thought on Home Alone, I promise to come up with this okay. is, whenever it comes up, all my American friends go, all right, how big was their effing house? Yeah. Um, their dad is clearly doing something underhanded or is on the take. There's something or he's there. he's a drug dealer. Fingers in the till or something like that. That's a, we never found out what his dad did, did we? I think that's it. People go, okay, you've got that big a house in that area. Yeah, you... you you're a drug dealer. He's got to be a drug dealer, isn't he? Blood diamond smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Smack People down. who are not home alone, because it's a rabid crowd there, middle of America land, and right where we are, to say America. America land. And the Dudleys run to the ring, sick and tired of all this Kevin McCallagher uh, discussion, and they're up for a fight. Oh, jumping, uh, jumping pile driver. On D'Lo Brown. Mm. You see, the power driver just pulled out very often. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, bit cruel, dropping D'Lo Brown on his head like Oh, that. God damn it. <laughs> Go back to Tom Home Loan. And the first appearance on SmackDown of the headbutt to the groin. No ah. was up yet, because that aired December of 99. Right, so we so we haven't even had the uh, the they, advert yet. They're still... If they were going to make this culturally relevant at the time, Devon should have gone to the top rope and gone, bud... Wise, uh, <laughs> say ooh, la la, say do. Come on, come on. <laughs> Dudley's are a lot more confident in this match uh, when they're, because they're not wrestling the acolytes, so there's no feeling them getting their head kicked in. Crowd goes nuts for the whole train, but Bubba derails it in a cool spot. I love that. Almost browned him. Just, yeah, he pounced him out of the way, didn't he? That was a great spot. Bubba just hoying himself right. at the Godfather. Uh, Dilo Brown covers Devon after a Dilo leg drop, but is mad when the referee's distracted as that would have been the first time in recorded history that the D'Lo leg drop would have scored a pinfall. <laughs> but the hoes are distracting the referees, so the Dudley boys are able to nail the 3D and get the pin. And there's a big, ooh, the 3D, because it was such a cool-looking finish. It looked finish. great at that point, didn't it? It's it like the shatter machine, when the shatter machine turned up in NXT. Right. It's, that, it's, like, it's like a phenomenal double-team manoeuvre. Yeah. I really like the 3D. I like them. The DX backstage, thinking about what to do about Vince McMahon. And X-Pac reveals Arnold Schwarzenegger is here. And they cackle like an Arnie villain. I'm not sure the intent was to be meta here. But it was like, guess who's here? What? Arnie. Ah! Hey, Vince. Arnie's in this room and he's having the time of his life. Ah! (laughs) Arnie! Meanwhile, Big Show's dad is still dead. (laughs) You can tell by the tears forming on this man's face that he is sad. It looks like this. It looks like the scene in Alice in Wonderland where she floods the room. The tears forming on his sad, sad, fallen face. <laughs> Spyro two, Ripto's rage brings us the raw rewind. New Age Outlaws win the tag titles again. What Christ again? After Val Venus interfered to distract mankind. God, that's a lot of tag switches. Walmart must have cooled off significantly since last week. <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed your brush with the glass ceiling there, Al Snow. Did Spyro 2 have another name? Ripto's Rage was the... Gateway to Glimmer, it was called in Europe. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Yeah. Rip- I don't know why they changed it for the markets, but, you know, America. Because <laughs> um, America. Did you like Spyro 2? Honestly, not compared to the first one. No, I thought there's Spyro a lot 1 more, is far superior. Right, there's a lot more fiddling around and 
giving people objects and going through stuff and blah, blah, blah. Well, the first one's just go ransom stuff, go get some jewels. It's a lot more simpler. Mm. Yeah, I was a massive fan of two. Gotta sound basic as hell, don't I? <laughs> we are... don't like talk to person. <laughs> Me not want to do adventure mode. <laughs> Me want to collect rings. Want Sonic to... the Hedgehog. <laughs> I have a shield. Gives me a free shot. <laughs> shot, 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 shot. <laughs> it's Christmas. You're getting quite accurate with these impressions, <laughs> stuff. Scaring me. If you don't want us talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> right. <laughs> shut up! It's free! No, Tom. No one is saying anything negative about just Sonic. Just checking, just checking. Or Sonic the Comic. Val Venus is a big Sonic the Comic fan. Val Venus is on the mic in the ring. <laughs> Which he was. My favorite artist <laughs> oh, no. is Richard Elson. He really captures Sonic's visage. The, the Brotherhood of Metallics is my favorite storyline. <laughs> Val Venus is out to talk about Sonic the Comic. <laughs> Happy Christmas. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's scary how similar we are because I was literally going to say my roots the exact same thing. <laughs> the only thing harder <laughs> than the big Valbowski is the entire brotherhood of the Is <laughs> <laughs> Brutus Magnus. No, not Brutus Magnus. <laughs> Brutus Magnus was Nick Aldis' yeah. name. Oh, yeah. What was his name? It was Brutus, though. Brutus, was it? wasn't it? Brutus, who was the... Because, you know, the very subtle name. From He was one of the other bad guys in Sonic the Comic. Can we remember when Brutus portrayed Robotnik? Sorry. Who would have thought of yeah. that? Yeah. I remember. That was Can't great. believe it. Okay, anyway, sorry. Carry on. Venus says, the most pathetic thing after 17 years of your career, El Snow, is that your greatest achievement was having your dolls jerked off. The shelves of some, and I quote, second rate Kmart. That Walmart reputation, 99. <laughs> uh, Valvinus is appalled that Al Snow would treat women like objects. That's his gimmick. <laughs> that was quite a good line. That was actually. good. Line. All right, all right. Commander but... Brutus. There we go. Thank you. Sorry, carry on, mate. <laughs> just, just yells. Just going to start yelling. My and his opponent is a uh, European champion. Commander Brutus. No. <laughs> it's even more stiff than that. <laughs> it's Bulldog. Yeah. Still European oh. champion, still aligned with the Mean Street Posse, still and life. still effed. <laughs> still live with the hint of bronze. <laughs> oh, Bulldog, who still just looks like he wants yeah. to be anywhere but where he is. Right. He looks, he's, tell you what, he is, I would be so sad when we start talking about the this pod on this podcast post Bulldog. I'll be so sad. Bulldog's watching the funeral segment and seeing the coffin and going, God, I wish that was me. <laughs> Bulldog gets all of two moves out. <laughs> then lets the Mean Street Posse interfere, do the hard work, and then just think, ah, stuff it. And they just get in the ring and start beating up <laughs> Venus. And I'm pretty sure at some point the idea was to have the Mean Street Posse just defend the title for him. <laughs> he does do a vertical suplex. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He holds him up there for a little bit. We're at that point now. We're like, oh, he did a suplex. He, he did a move. He did a suplex. Did all right. Old school bulldog. Held him up there for a good half a second. That's right. uh, mean Street Posse run in the ring, followed by the rest of the European title division. <laughs> like, what a killer's row. Yeah. Come out <laughs> to save Val Venus because of reasons. I think it's the entire... Like sec- uh, sixth screen on No Mercy kind of selection screen. <laughs> That's right. Mark Henry, sex addict. Steve Blackman, don't really know much about what he likes there. <laughs> Kendo stick addict. Gangrel. Blood addict. Gangrel films it. <laughs> Venus, well, you know, uh, versus the four-man team at Survivor Series, bulldogging. Christ. Right. A challenge for the new year. Because when we come back in 2020, the first thing that myself and Matthew Greg are doing are the, is the watch-along for Survivor Series 1999. Okay. It features, as my erstwhile colleague just said, the British Bulldog and the Mean Street Posse versus <laughs> Val Venus, Steve Blackman, Gangrel, and Mark Henry. Your challenge over Christmas. Name this team. Oh, that's a good one. Name the team. Tweet at Matthew Gregg or tweet at Tom Campbell. Give us a bit of context so we know. What you're oh yeah, please. About. Don't just like... Don't just go, the four lads! Because <laughs> we won't understand. Um, so, I mean, you can if you want. This is where I get like at least three tweets that someone's going, the four lads! And I go, I completely understand it. Um, come up with a name for this team. Valvina, Steve Blackman, Gangrel and Mark Henry. Name this team and we'll give you some shout outs when we come back in the new year. Yes, we will. I'm excited. What a team. What a killer's yeah. row. <laughs> God. <laughs> They're just happy to be there, Michael. So, correction from last week, although Lauren Cole held up the SummerSlam 99 double pack of alcohol, Val Snow, one that was withdrawn from sales, was just a separate action figure. Yes, it was. Uh, this was brought to our attention on Twitter. Yes, it so, was. Thank you very much. At person that tweeted us. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame me. Blame, like, go back and watch SmackDown last week. Oh, just listen. Oh, a lovely, lovely watch along. Yeah, just watch that again. Exactly. Arnold Schwarzenegger meets The Rock backstage and they discuss Hollywood with Arnie saying, there are a lot of jablonis in Hollywood. Ah. <laughs> Rock made note of that and not to do later. Conquer do, Hollywood. Do you know what I made a note of? Right? The Rock is a dick to everyone. 
except Arnie. But he's not daft. I know. It was just the fact of, all right, so you will insult everyone on the roster. Arnie's there. Oh, hey, man. How's it going? Hey, no, you're wrong. <laughs> See you later, Arnie friend. Oh, my God. You yeah. gutless, gutless rock. I wanted Rock to go, Arnie, shut your mouth. You're in the people's world now. This is SmackDown, not a Rudy Poo film. I'd love The Rock just cutting down Arnie. I mean, that would have been great. That would have been amazing, but they would have gone, uh, uh, he's here to plug the film. And they would have done it They'd anyway. Like, oh, no, he would have went, no deal. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, please stop that laughing. Sorry. We On have a to... somber note, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, uh, Jerry Lawler's stalling. Hang on a minute. <laughs> gear change. Dude, I like the thing we've got a gear change. I think we've just got in the car in front of us directly and we're, <laughs> we're trying to blame somebody else because right now we get a dramatically sad recap of Big Show's dying dad who died and Big Boss Man's poem on Raw. And I quote, with the deepest regrets and tears that are soaked, I'm sorry to hear that your dad finally croaked. You know what's really sad? I know this next part off the top of my head. I'm going to go for it. Lived his own life on his own terms. Soon he'll be underground and eaten by worms. Buried and eaten by yeah. worms. If I had a son as bad as you, I'd pray for cancer so I would die too. Sweet Jesus. Why is that in my head? Why so did that even enough. happen? So be brave and be strong. Get your life on track because the old bastard's dead and he ain't never coming back. God. I, no, no, hold judgment. Here okay. we go. Earlier today, <laughs> film footage. It's I just put funeral time in the same way that Peter Parker shouts pizza time in Spider-Man 2. When you break this down, they got this footage from earlier today. Earlier today. And it's clearly harrowing, but they went, let's play it anyway. <laughs> let's Big keep that in mind. <laughs> Big Show saying sad things while looking like Steven Seagal <laughs> auditioning for The Matrix. Why is he wearing full leather <laughs> to his yeah. dad's funeral? Steven Seagal is windbreaker. <laughs> Moodbreaker. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, and then Bossman shows up in a police car with what I can only describe as a giant comedy-style loudspeaker <laughs> that probably had Acme written on the side. I'm not sure if this is a proper loudspeaker, but it did not look real. Bossman... Christ. Boss One threatens to kill Big Show at the funeral with his family. Also, tries to have sex with his mum, quote, now that she's single. <laughs> Boss Man hits him with his car, and while the family check on show, he attaches a chain to the casket. Christ. Boss Man's saying, well, you're always wanting to be a drag queen. <laughs> and... Steals his dad. <laughs> Big Show goes, no, and tries to jump on the casket as if that would help. It does nothing, so he takes a bump off it. <laughs> the report was the live crowd laughed so effing hard at this that if you notice, there's no response. It's just, it's just the funeral cut of the audio, I guess. Oh, my God. But Cole and Lola... Treat that like it's our Bud Doyer's press conference. <laughs> Tom, your thoughts? Not my thoughts right now. The thoughts of Bruce Pritchard, who oh, God, here we go. directed the segment. Did he? <laughs> go on, Tom. When discussing how he got involved, I remember getting the phone call at home 
It was either Saturday or Sunday. It was one of those, hey, pal, uh, we got to shoot over there in the cemetery. I think it's there close by you. I wonder if you could uh, just slide by and maybe help him out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I need you to go shoot this. On whose idea the angle was, Pritchard said, I didn't have a whole lot of the creative. It was just very broad strokes. And the idea for the whole angle was, whose idea do you think it was? Who do I think? Who, who do you think this this whole storyline was originally? Oh. Was a, the inception of it came from the mouth of one person who said, "What if we do uh, a story where the Big Show's dad died and the boss man uh, just, just ragged on him?" Whose idea do you think it was? Oh, I've only got one contender. It's uh, oh, Mr. Oh. Vinny Roo. Incorrect. Oh God! According to Bruce Pritchard, the whole angle was Big Show's idea. <laughs> And now we're at we'll this, get you over. Now we're at this point. We just got, you know, <laughs> the shoot got crazier and crazier as we got there. On dealing with the people in the cemetery, because this is a real cemetery. Oh, God. And throughout the time while I'm there, from the groundskeeper to, and the gentleman who ran the cemetery, I had to say to them, okay, guys, we have a funeral, a gravesite service that will be taking place. Can you guys either, this is what the groundskeeper wait, wait, wait. said to Bruce, can you guys either be done by then or can you wait until the service is after? And I said, oh, don't worry. We won't do anything to disrupt it. <gasps> we tried. <laughs> but it just kept getting crazier and crazier. We had what was meant to be similar to the Blues Brothers police car. Oh, right. That's right. That they had where they went around town promoting the Blues Brothers yes, concert. Yes, that's right. Thought it'd be great for Boss Man to have. So he's got the cup car with a big speaker on top. And in Bruce's words, it actually worked. On doing it while people were around, Bruce says, as we go through this, there are, it's a weekend. So there are families that are coming with their children to visit Grammy and Poppy's headstone. Pritchard's words. Leave some flowers and pay their respect. Then there's this whole television production going on, kind of in the middle of the cemetery, because it's the only place that we could actually dig a hole and do this whole thing, and we needed to get it done. And on filming the whole sequence, we laid it out and just said, okay, let's do it. So there was actually a service going on in the cemetery with people around a gravesite. And we tied up a casket to the back of a car and drug it through the cemetery, tearing up the grounds as we drove away. <laughs> and, and as soon as we did it, I said, okay, guys, we're out of here. And we left. And I left my production manager to deal with the fallout. But I got a call the next day and was told that we would never be able to use that cemetery again, which... I kind of knew as I was hightailing it out of there. But it goes down as probably one of the best pieces of television that has probably ever existed. Not my words, the words of Bruce Pritchard. You know, I, no, I agree with what you said. <laughs> Thank you for digging that up, by the way. But yeah, I agree. Oh, my God. It was an God. active cemetery on that day. They didn't shut the cemetery down for the day. They actually had people visiting headstones and carrying out funeral services with this chaos in the middle. I love the segment before <laughs> this. Now I know that they're doing this while real people are trying to talk to their real dead relatives in the background. They're like, oh, Uncle Jim, we miss you so much. And then they Your hear dad is dead! <laughs> Your dad is dead! Hey, mama, won't you get with me? Now you're single. Yeehaw! 
Don't mind if I borrow your, your dead husband. Oh. I've done, <laughs> I've done sort of, I've done guerrilla style filming before, and it's and it's and it makes your toes curl sometimes when you do that guerrilla style film when you know you're gonna film somewhere publicly. So yeah, you want to yeah, just yeah. get it done yeah. quick and get out of there. It's very uncomfortable. I can't like the thought of having to film that. Like, and then I and do you know what? In a weird way, fair play to everyone involved because they went, "This is a horrible situation. Let's just throw ourselves into it." Like Big Show, who just he really did throw himself into it. threw himself into it. The image of the Big Show falling off his dad's casket <gasps> as the boss man dragged it away. It's very My Twin God. Peaks, actually. It is, isn't it? Like, with the right like mixture of sound editing and slow motion stuff, it could be like, wow, remember that scene? Yeah. When Laura Palmer's husband, uh, husband, um, dad goes, no. <laughs> anyway, but as it is, it remains one of the most memorably crap things I've ever done. And it goes all the way around from crap to amazing. I'd like. To, <laughs> here's the thing. You right? can hear the hog wild theme from Crash Bandicoot. He's holding on. If anybody wants to dub that over it, that'd be hilarious. I'll you somebody who did wrestling clips and video game music. Can we can we remind people that Arnie's here? <laughs> Some people have put this on who are fans of Arnie and action films and go, oh, Arnie's on the wrestling. I wonder what the wrestling's like these days. Right, your dad is dead. I'm going to take your dad's casket. <laughs> if you were one of the... Right, this is, this is, this is fishing with a very, a very small net, right? If you were one of the people who rediscovered wrestling on this night, I'd like to know why you stuck around. <laughs> I genuinely would. Oh. What a moment. Do you think they were like, oh, okay, go meet The Rock. Yeah, it was very nice. Okay, cool. Hey, let's go. Let's find this this room with no TV monitors in for like 10 minutes or so. <laughs> Anytime DX is out there, it's like, just come wait here, Arnie. Yeah. Come watch some wrestling, Arnie. Jeez, what a day. What a okay, day. Okay, well, there's a lot to go through here. Oh, Bossman's here in the ring. Crowd, <laughs> even though they just slapped their asses off, uh, very judgmental, call him an asshole. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. What's so, he done wrong? Rare thing here, Farouk, with a theme you didn't have a very long theme song. It's a, it's not the the Acolytes theme. It's a more fast-paced one. It's a separate one, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not, I, I wasn't overly familiar with it. Anyway, he promises to win the hardcore title from Boss Man the Night and shove it up his ass. <laughs> and <laughs> the former WCW greats, from WCW 94, go at it. Uh, Farouk waits no time. He disrobes the guardrail, shoves Bossman right into it, then flies off the announce table with a chair, bloody for a two count. And he gets the ring steps for two, and it looks exactly like in the N64 games the way he hits him. Oh, so, I know. I'm, I'm saying, wait, is that is that where they got that from? They mo-cap Farouk. It's around about this time where they're starting to mo-cap stuff, and you can yeah. see a few moves that the wrestlers are doing, and they look very similar to the mo-cap yeah. in the game. Farouk's like like for some fruits like moves like that spine buster, just yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Bossman comes a ring step shots with a boot doesn't quite work, so he gives him a shove and that does work. Farouk tries to use some cables to hang Bossman around the ring ropes, and Makako goes hanging may be too good for him, like an old biddy from the wild wild west days. <laughs> Forgetting the fact that seven months ago they did hang him. <laughs> Boss, Boss, I came back the next night and they were like, 
They said you was hung. And they was right. <laughs> Prince Albert runs in and maces Farouk because nothing is simple with these guys. Allowing Big Boss Man to get a win. Then Bradshaw runs in. He sees a rookie and does what he does best and potatoes Albert with a chair. Jesus. Is on the subject. The Big Boss Man is in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Got to be. I think his uh, wondered... surviving son put him in. Ah, uh, yes, you are right. I just wondered whether or not this ever affected it. I want to kind of. It's got to... him in. We got about. I want to. I want to. I want to sort of add a little bit of contrast to this this weird time for Boss Man when all he was doing was like being a dick. What, cooking, from, cooking, from Al Snow to Big Show. Cooking people's dads. No, cooking people's Jesus. dogs. Jesus! I'll take you both on. <laughs> like cooking people's dogs and insulting people's dads. There was a beautiful image that circulated on Twitter a while ago. I'm going to try and find it and I want to share it on my Twitter as well. Which is, um, it's, it's a little child in the back of a car uh, with a big boss man action figure. Aww. And the caption says, he doesn't even know it yet. But that's a pit, that's a figure of his grandfather. Oh, Isn't that adorable! It's I thought you were going to say like he doesn't even know it yet, but he just had the <laughs> best segment in the history of SmackDown. When he gets older, I'm going to show him this episode of SmackDown from the 11th of November. Why can't that be an action set? Big Boss Man with police car and funeral stealing action. I feel I feel like had this happened in 2019, that would have happened. We would have had a funeral set, like a diorama. Yeah. And I think it would have sold really well. <laughs> Press a button in the back and he laughs at it. Press A, the laugh at dead dad. Ha ha, he's dead. Ha ha. <laughs> My big show has made his trousers are real leather. <laughs> Press the button. I'm sorry you did, dad. <laughs> dead dad. <laughs> dead dad. Dead dad. <laughs> God. Bit of contrast. Uh, backstage. China is talking about why Jericho has been possessed by the spirit of Jeff Jarrett. Kitty, <laughs> not an exact quote. <laughs> Miss, you, Miss, you just hear Jer Jericho in another room just going, oh, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> From Tennessee, Canada. <laughs> Miss Kitty says he must have penis envy, which is not how that works, Miss Kitty. <laughs> then China clarifies, no, he has... For China envy. For China envy. And she says it again to make sure you get it. Like Bischoff asking Sid, did you bring your <laughs> scissors? I'm sure they use this line for the first time at Rebellion uh, in the UK show in 99, oh. where she's backstage and she's talking about Bulldog having um, vagina envy. I'm it sure that was where it was born. It was worth repeating. Yeah, because I think it becomes a T-shirt. Where's my vagina? <laughs> you call that a vagina? <laughs> but you had your vagina. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there was a, a vagina envy t-shirt. I, I remember there being a weird China vagina shirt. God. Back to Home Alone. There is indeed. I'm currently looking at the design for the vagina oh t-shirt. God. Basically for China, written in the Triple H 1999 font. <laughs> The everyone will cool, think I'm cool and a hacker at school. Hacker man. Yeah. So, man or woman, it doesn't matter what I am, I'm IC champion. And then during the break, China gets a glass smashed over her. And then Jericho breaks a load of makeup stuff all over her. This means China bleeds and, even worse, tries to act. <laughs> the ultra badass evil Jericho is here. 
with the silver pants. Any do we do we get like um is there not a worse uh, bit of acting that China does or a worse scene coming up? When Ivory breaks her neck. No, no, uh, and um no When she's on third rock from the sun. Doesn't Jericho, it's on an episode of Raw, doesn't Jericho like Tie strap her, her to a chair? I'm waiting for that bit to come up. And smash her thumb to pieces. Yeah, they'd still be few enough to survive a series. Jeez. So that is coming up. Oh god. And I'm sure it's immediately after a very sensitive whole train sequence as More well. than likely. <laughs> anyway, ultra badass evil Tennessee Jericho is here. And he's here explain why he hates China. So to begin with, the crowd is still cheering him even after that segment. He explains China is only here because she's a marketing tool to inspire women, children, and idiots. <laughs> and he's sick of hearing it. perfectly fine. Yeah, he is sick of hearing this, and the crowd cheers in agreement. <laughs> oh, no, this is the one thing they didn't want to happen. Yeah, and Jericho demands that Survivor Series, she hand over the title because I am a man, therefore I am better than you, smarter than you, and much sexier than you. And again... There is mixed cheers. This man is hopefully miscast in the role of honorary Jeff Jarrett. He really, because he's so much better. <laughs> he's so much better. Exactly. He's saying the lines, and Jeff Jarrett, because with that ten, that drawl, it's like, oh, you get away with saying anything, couldn't you? And you get hated. I believe in independence for all. Boo, no. We don't want freedom. <laughs> I bought you some flowers. Stick them. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, want your flowers. Jericho's like, China's a god-awful wrestler and should be actually champion. You know what? He has a point. <laughs> Who can say better than that? It's like, ugh. So no one at Triple H was backstage apparently shoot annoyed at Jericho upstaging China, as he thought. Really? Is that was that was that oh, was that legit? Jericho talked about in his first book that Triple H had a hard on for him, not in the good way, um, more like a priapism, and about how he felt that he was making China look bad when. We're realizing now, this is the point. Jeff Jarrett, amazing, can have a good match with a broomstick or China, whichever's available. And Jericho, I can't wait to see this Survivor Series match again because I remember it like Jericho looking really good and China not being able to keep up. So we'll have to wait and see. What a teaser that was, Tom. Oh, God, yeah. We're moving on. Backstage, the main eventers want Test out of the main event uh, because because he's too banged up from the <laughs> You understand? Don't, 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 don't. The Rock now really realizes after being uh, after after the chat with Arnie earlier, he has to reestablish his masculinity and just start shouting at yeah. everybody else. Well, shout at Arnie like that, mate. Now, of course you don't. Yeah, they're like, okay, Rock, don't get any Hollywood ideas. Uh, go team up with Test, and that's what Rock's like. Mm. <laughs> Do you think that's what it is? Hit the rock got to... <laughs> the rock. I reckon that was the day that Rock decided. You know what? I'm going to be an actor, like proper, because he's he hung out with Arnie briefly. Yeah. And then he went backstage to the locker room, and there's Test with a broken nose. And he went, one of these is my future. Rock and Arnie going, there's jabronis in uh, in Hollywood. And then he goes to the locker room, yeah. and there's Test on, on his head, like jabronis in Hollywood. Teaming up with Test tonight. <laughs> to in Hollywood. Dougal comes forward, forgets what he's going to say, goes back the other <laughs> oh way. I've been that bit every time and I die. Follow my, follow my, look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> Kevin, you're a disease. You ruined Christmas, Kevin. Dental plan. I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> I'll see you in Home Alone 2. Kid, don't tell anybody, but I played the cop at the start of the film. <laughs> hey. Crowdmaster Sexy versus Jeff Hardy. A main event in NWA TNA any year. <laughs> right. It really was. Brought to you by Crispy M&M's. 
Which coincidentally is also our watch-alongs. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not true. Yeah, not true. we're method acting eating them. Shut up. It's our fault. Also eating, uh, do we have volume four? From Circuit City. Ooh, goes down oh, well. Oh, Circuit City. And how do we pay for them? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> Western Union money transfer. <laughs> also, this match brought to you by uncontrollable Lawler horniness. <laughs> Terry Reynolds at ringside. Jeff Hardy immediately, Get it. immediately gives nice. Brian an over-the-top rope swanton to a fourth opponent outside. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sex A gives him a backdrop in the ring and immediately ignores it. You dumb, stupid idiot. <laughs> Michael Cole hypes Arnie's film End of Days and surprisingly managed to say it only once. <laughs> I like I it when he says it loads. That. I'm sorry. I like it when he says it loads of times. End of Days! End of Days! <laughs> Who's at the door, hun? End of Days! It's the end of Days! End of Days! Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Sex A looks so smooth here. Uh, holding is the gel that holds Jeff Hardy together. Not the actual gel he did in much later <laughs> on in life. <laughs> Jeff delivers a top rope Frankensteiner as Matt does absolutely nothing to intervene with Scotty to Hardy's <laughs> interference. Referee gets distracted again and the Hardys try to double team Sexay, but he's too cool and finishes with the stroke. Jeff Jarrett is everywhere. Uh, but that, no, that actually became his move, I seem to recall. Yeah. And, and again, we base it on the move setup for WWF No Mercy yeah. or WrestleMania yeah. 2000. Everything they, these guys are doing right now, some Japanese developers going, all right, okay. They're in the game. Yeah, okay. They're in the game. Jeff Jarrett had that move, but Brankus was oh, yeah, makes sense. This is this they, is they, right they about at, the time they start mocapping it. Yeah, they, they look at him like the same way, like, oh, well, Ryu and Ken have the same moves because they train together, so... They're both from USWA. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, yeah, it's that simple, this wrestling malarkey. I feel like the difference is, there is actually a, di like a difference in terms of the way they do the stroke. Oh, go on. In the sense that with Jeff, it's a nice, clean, 90-degree drop down. Grandmaster Sexay takes a step forward and jumps. He tries to make a bit of a, a dance. Yeah, like he kind of, yeah, that's it. He makes it a bit more groovy. Yeah, slide to the left. Yeah. Dun. Slide to the right. Dun. Can you watch the way stroke, he sets stroke, up? Stroke, <laughs> stroke. Ding, ding. Stroke, stroke. Whereas Jeff's was more, lean the head back, push them down. Yeah. Like it was a nice, clean, oh, nice hey. clean angle. I like that. Well, we have to like go, no, no, no. The sharpshooter is different than the scorpion death lock. Yeah. Because... Anyway. Slightly different. Don't let distract you from the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger meets Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you can barely hear them talking together because the pop is so effing loud. Because this is like two monsters meeting. Yeah, and there's a good bit of dialogue here. It's like, give them hell tonight. I fight the devil in my latest movie, so it's doable. So just go for it. <laughs> what a way of like sticking in that reference. I love it. Yeah. I love a little shoehorned in reference. <laughs> and my latest he... movie, jingle all the way. Uh, does he Arnie, also? Does he also oh. say like you know, give him hell at Survivor Series? I think it just means tonight. Give I him think, hell. Uh, I think we're still pushing the whole. Hey, good luck at Survivor Series, Austin. When you are definitely challenging for the WWF title. Like, definitely. Well, yes, of course. Why? Why you keep on saying like that, Tom? <laughs> Arnie and Austin would work together in Expendables, a film that's not much better quality-wise than End of Days. Gotta say, but it did about ten billion dollars worth more. So who cares? The Baltimore Ravens are here. Yay! Awesome. That's so Ravens. Don't know anything about you. Never They're will. They're having a lovely time at the front row, though. Like, Vince McMahon. All wearing the same oh. jumper, by the looks of it. Like, same coloured jumpers. They're having a good old play fight in the front. Aww. Love the Ravens. Sorry, That's Karen. nice. <laughs> Vince McMahon in the ring introduces Arnold Schwarzenegger as, you've seen him fight Terminators and Predators. 
and you've seen him uh, see Jamie Lee Curtis perform a strip tease in front of him. Vincent Mann is a man of taste. Because let me just tell you, I was a big, big fan of that scene growing up. A big fan. Anyway, he fights Satan in End of Days or something. So to a giant pop, here he is. Crowd going nuts over Arnie. And this is the target audience for him. He hasn't done a good film at this point since... Oh, what was the last Jingle film? all the way. <laughs> True Lies... <laughs> Terminator 2, probably. No, 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 True Lies, I think it was 97, yeah. which was before this, which is, I'll still say, is his last truly great film. But we still like the idea of Arnie. Anyway, Giant Yeah, Pop. that's it. I think we all love the idea of yeah. Arnie. And he tells the crowd, I am here to pump you up. <laughs> that's what we hear. Are you ready to laugh? <laughs> That poor dog. <laughs> the, the poor boss man. That, that poor boss. That poor man's dad. Hey, poor boss man. <laughs> Mess that up. And uh... DX are backstage as they're hyping up like, oh gosh, when they're running down like the credentials, is it Lawler or Cole when they say like, he's the guy from Predator, from Terminator 2, Mr. Freeze in Batman. Ah, oh, God. They reference Mr. Freeze in everybody. Chill. You know what? Oh god, the dialogue in that. I love it. I love the effort. So he puns all the time. But like even for me, some of them were a stretch. You know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! <laughs> Fun fact, which has nothing to do with this current hockey-based fight that we are currently having in Batman and Robin. Absolutely not. Right, forest fires put out now. <laughs> oh put out the forest fire. Someone's dampened. What me. killed the forest fire? <laughs> the Ice Age! <laughs> No, Anna Pachita's stern look. <laughs> Sorry, my Anna Swanjakic turns an iron cheek, by the way. I'm not getting impressions. <laughs> anyway, Vince gives him a winged title replica belt. Yeah, the best one. And like like Pele receiving his toothpaste money, he <laughs> takes it, he's very happy. Arnie, Arnie, Arnie. And Arnie's trying to get a plug out desperately, but the crowd is just not like, no, 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 we don't care about end of days, shut up. We don't up. want to hear about end of days, we just want to chant your name, Arnie Schwarzenegger. You should have watched on the end of days. <laughs> anyway, backstage, DX are watching it, and they are furious that Arnie has just given a title. So after the break... <laughs> wait, 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 wait till Bulldog finds out. No! <laughs> what? You just held him out! <laughs> Vince, I want to fight Arnie! <laughs> Bulldog will be livid when he finds out. The battle of the actors. <laughs> What's Bulldog acted in? <laughs> he, he's acting like he gives us stuff. <laughs> you're more badly. Use more plastic and immobile than the Toberman dog. <laughs> no good, no life, son of a bitch. <laughs> the Arnie Sheik apparently is here to stay. I break your back, Toberman. <laughs> so bad impressions, I'm sorry. Anyway, so. DX, this, this episode just gets crazier and crazier. <sighs> DX, after the break, I try to go wait behind a door, like Wiley e. Coyote waiting a sneak attack, who they think is Arnie. They beat up a guy, stomp him, stomp him, and they go, oh, wait, this isn't Arnie. It's just some dude. They pause, and then they continue beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, pretty funny, bit. And here's women's champion Ivory, proving we've mismined some time somewhere, Tom. Oh, apparently it's Survivor Series. The women are having a 1-4... Sudden death match with the rest of the women folks. And God, what a train wreck that would end up as. <laughs> so remember that being absolutely rotten. Ivory challenges Tory. 
And I quote, if you can drag yourself out from underneath that big red retard of a boyfriend, come and get me. Oh. And she's already out there before our music's even playing, bouncing and galloping away as uh, Tori can do. She runs out. We get about a move and a half in, and all the other women involved just show up at ringside to show off their body parts and completely detract from the wrestling that's happening <laughs> in the ring. Because it turns out we've misread the sheet and we're out of time. So the women pretend to wrestle while the participants do stuff outside, and then that's that. <laughs> what a mess. What a rush. What a mess. Then we'll, we are building to a women's champion, women's survivor series. No, not even a survivor series match. A sudden death. Uh, are you kidding? Oh my God! We're not going to do a Survivor Series style main event match with them. Jesus Christ! No, one no. full match, one on full sudden death Survivor Series s Sudden death and May Young and Fabius Mular may there. So sudden death may be a term that bites them in their ass. That joke doesn't work because they live for decades after this. <laughs> God. Anyway, DX is still hunting Arnie, even though they should have watched his films and know that is a very bad idea. Uh, they open the wrong door, thinking he's going to be there, and it's wonderfully shot here. Kane's big arm grabs Triple H and brings him in. It's just like, oh, wrong door. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite yeah. cute. And then the rest of the crew join in and beat up. And it's all a big brawl and that. And Xbox gets a kick in because that's what he's there for. Which brings us smoothly into the JVC Kaboom of the oh, Week. Oh, I love a good Kaboom of the Week. <laughs> and what could Kaboom harder than Rock beating Xbox on Raw? <laughs> followed by DX beating up Rock. That was the boom of the week. <laughs> at least it so was a, loud it hurts. At least it was a wrestling bit. Yeah, I know. More often than not, it's not. <laughs> so it's nice that it's a wrestling bit. You just want to edit them and go, the boom of the week. It's like, your dad is dead. That was the boom <laughs> of the week. It does say so loud it hurts. It does bring me back to a story my friend uh, in Bish had, where he said, oh, I had an issue the other week. And it was what happened. He'd fitted, completely customized his car. It fitted subwoofers and speakers and everything. It was basically louder than most clubs. Inside his car, and he's like to drive the country roads and listen to loud, very loud music. So I get a ringing in his head, and to go to the doctor, and he says, "Um, you got a concussion?" He goes, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, do you remember being hit in the head or anything like that?" He goes, "No." And go through, is it this? Is that? Are you a wrestler? Are you a boxer? And he goes, you listening to any loud music? And he went, "Uh, how loud?" And he went, "How this many decibels?" Yeah. Oh. And I didn't know you could do that. So. So that, so loud it hurts, and it's like, yeah, my mate gave. That's a real kaboom of the week. Yeah, right. Why is where's you not JVC? <laughs> anyway, Arnie is joining us on commentary for the main event, and clearly loving everything around. He's him. having a great time, isn't he? You can't understand just how much Arnie loves being yeah. there. Anyway, uh, the main event is Kane, Shane O'Mac, The Rock versus DX. Test is still test, so of course he's not here. <laughs> Arnie marking out over everything is a sight to hear. But I love that. I love that he's come along and he's not just there for the payday. Like, he cares. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's one of my favorite guest hosts. As they're making their entrance, um, he sees Kane. Wow, look at him. <laughs> uh, the Rock makes his entrance. He's the handsomest wrestler ever. Wow, there we go. And they're going to have a kiss later. <laughs> test is so weak. Even weaker than my movie, Red Heat. <sighs> not really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can I wish? Like, I love that. There's a pause there. I want him to go like, like there's Shane. Oh, the boss's son. Yes. There's the rock. Handsome man. There's Kane. Look at him. There's Test. Yes. 
So I have a oh. movie out. Yeah, yeah. End of days. <laughs> End of nose. <laughs> uh, big brawl around the ring with Arnie yelling, oh, right in the throat. Ha, 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 ha. happens. X-Pac and Kane get counted out, brawling to the back almost immediately. So it really is a Survivor Series style match, eh, Tom? Uh, I see what they did, though. Uh, Trish gets hit in the chest and Arnie just shouts, that must have hurt. <laughs> see, it's easy if you got if you type it like how he says it with three U's and hurt. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, 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 Triple H and it's so fun doing an Arnie voice. I think we all agree. Well, I like how it Very drifts into hit. Iron Chic with you. That's so fun. <laughs> That's my favourite part. Triple H and Gun bounce Shamit Man around, and oh, it's all over for him. <laughs> Shane makes a comeback, and Arnie says, "Oh, the acrobatics is amazing." Big shout to <laughs> great, great word there. Big shout to Billy Gunn who hits a jackhammer. I know he's been doing it for a little while yeah. now, but uh, front in front of Arnie. Hey, if, a, if Sex A can get. The stroke and couldn't even get the jack. What do you think? Do you think it's like a, a thinly veiled dig that the jackhammer is a transitional move? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yes. It's not even a real finish. It yeah. has to be. That's why half the roster have the spear. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Finally, Shane gets eliminated after taking quite a pounding. So it's three on one with the Rock. Rock realizes, mouths, it doesn't matter. Tries to say, take on all three of them, but here comes Test. To save the rock, <laughs> it really must be the end of days. <laughs> I wish he'd said that. Yeah. Gun chair shots test right from the ref and gets thrown out. This is the dirtiest fight I have ever seen. Test kicks out of Road Dog's move. He didn't really, but we'll pretend he did. Yeah. Mm. Test kicks Dog out of midair, and that looked like it killed poor Road Dog. Because I've always thought about that spot, how hard it must hurt, really. But you know, I'm wrestling. Mm. But. Because sometimes it's like they land on their feet and then get kicked. It's just a normal bump. Sometimes they go, nah, I'll just kick you in midair. And you go, there's only one way to do that move, isn't there, Tom? Yeah. To just get hit for real. That is literally just to get an absolute battering from the foot. Yeah. And it's a hot tag to the rock. Yes, yes, yes. Rock bottom he's takes so out. He's so excited. He's so, he's so excited he's to see loving his it. best friend, the rock. And here he goes, along suit day. Rock bottom takes out Road Dog. Half the crowd has stood up. Test tags in. Triple H low blows him. Half the crowd sits back down. Then Triple H punches Hebner. So Stone Cold, yes, he's been here the whole time, tries to hit Triple H, but hits the rock accidentally. So Arnie has had enough, tosses a chair to Austin so he can hit Triple H for real in the ring. Test covers. Test pins. Austin counts. Test wins. My God. Don't get used to a test. Triple H is furious of Arnie. He's, how dare you throw a chair to help Austin? Triple H misses a hilarious blow. That couldn't have hit him if Arnie had walked forwards into the blow. So Arnie backhands him, takes him down with a few punches. Arnie has a drink with Austin to end it after Austin kicks his ass for a bit. Crowd absolutely lost their minds during the whole main event last five minutes or so. They loved every bit of it. The only person who enjoyed it more than the crowd, in fact, was Arnie. Arnie was having the best day. I loved Arnie's reaction to all of this. Yeah. He was so good. He was just up for it. I thought it was brilliant. And this segment, and this show more or less, was so good that we were able to shove Arnie into a Hall of Fame bit in the celebrity wing. So yeah. Because you get a bit of a rub there, the Terminator plug. The, the only other time he did stuff with them was obviously the Hall of Fame thing and Triple H's Terminator-esque entrance. That's right. At WrestleMania 31. That's right. It was money talks. <laughs> it certainly does. Um, there was a, a rumor as to why Test was the one that went over in this 
final moment. Oh, go on. We'll talk about it during the Survivor Series oh, Watch Along. But I'll have to wait. You will do until the new year. Talk Gosh, about it, it then. <laughs> so that was SmackDown. Um, God, it was. I think there's something you remember for both of us. Has to be. <laughs> Let's get right there, mate. It has to be the funeral. <laughs> My God. Uh... My God. We should watch that during Survivor Series again. Just should watch that over and over. Yeah, I'm gonna watch some wrestle. Just tone deaf, um, offensive. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> and the problem yeah. is, like, Big Show is such a figure of fun at this point that you can't help but find him the whole thing hilarious. Because it's so difficult to have sympathy for a man who goes to his dad's funeral dressed completely in leather. <laughs> right. Very difficult. Look, I thought you'd cross the line <laughs> when you gassed me in a room. Clearly, we were nowhere near the line. Because here we are now. It was Jeez. never dull. Uh, things you'd forgotten. I had forgotten. I'd forgotten about the Arnie bit. Um, I'd forgotten about. What had I forgotten about? A, do you know what? You've forgotten it. I've forgotten Farouk's music. Yeah, that's a good pick. Farouk's music. And, like, and just this just very brief push for Farouk as a singles guy in the hardcore division. Very yeah. brief. Forgot about that. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten two things. One, I'd forgotten about. The Arnie segment they overhyped and replayed over the years. You know, like, this is a yeah. great moment. So you almost get the guy, what, what? You hit Triple H one time and now he's in the Hall of Fame. But you look and see how much fun he's having. And now yeah. the crowd are just like, it's Arnie! Yay! It's like, oh, you know, I've forgotten it was good. You can't help but fall in love with the whole bit, right. can you? Because Arnie's having a great time, as we have today. Exactly. And the other bit that I've forgotten about was how bad Jericho was in this role. How he's kind of complete 180 from being doing the the, the Ralphus shtick with Finkel and Mr. Hughes, and now he's just gone for no, I'm I'm criminally insane. It's like you the said the torch was, has been passed. He was just supplanted into the Jarrett role. They yeah. just almost said, okay, can you carry on the Jarrett stuff? Yeah, we have a Jeff Jarrett style role for you. Oh, what do you mean? It's Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Criminally insane. <laughs> Just go, go at the what's best of USWA. But what's amazing is that Jericho's talent would shine so brightly that he yeah. wouldn't spend long as this sort of Jarrett clone. Exactly. I think it's going to be interesting seeing him go, all right, let me just stop doing less Jarrett, more Jericho, and then moving on from there. But that, as you said, we'll have to wait until next week. Yeah, until next year. Next year, yes. This is God. the last Cult Arlet Classic Smackdown review of 2019. That's right. Uh, we are we are breaking for Christmas as you hear this, and we're back in the new year. So you won't really notice that we're gone, because as we said earlier, from tomorrow, myself and Matthew from Cult Arlet's Classic Smackdown review will join forces with Justin Henry, my colleague from the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review, for the Cultaholic 12 Duds of Christmas, where we're going to watch some really bad wrestling matches, and you're going to watch along with us. And that kicks off tomorrow on Christmas Day. What a present to unwrap that's going to be. Uh, and then when we come back in the new year, Survivor Series Watch Along, we need a name for the team of Mark Henry, Steve Blackman, Gangrel, and Val Venus. We need a name for them. You can name them and tweet at Matthew Gregg or at Tom Campbell, who are together at Cultaholic. We'd love you forever. Happy Christmas, Math. Happy Hanukkah, Tom. Love you, bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 